Buenas and half a day to our listeners on Guam and in the CNMI. It's now time for Total Health right here on Joy FM Radio, where your questions get answered by health professionals. If you have any health-related questions, we would love to hear from you. Call your questions and comments in at 472-1111 or text or WhatsApp 686-9999. If you're in the CNMI, please call 323-1113. Welcome, everybody, to Total Health. Hi, Hoffaday. My name is Rose Trina, and I'm here today with Dr. Wayne Ward. He's a dentist at the Guam Seventh-day Adventist Clinic. Hi, Dr. Ward. Welcome. Hi, Rose Trina. Hi. Um, I understand that today we're talking about dental health and its relation to diabetes. Yes, uh, dental health in relation to diabetes, and also we'll just do some general health topics um, related to oral health. Okay, sounds great. Okay. So, um, you know, Guam has one of the highest rates of diabetes in the world. I was looking the other day, and um, the only place that had a higher rate than Guam was French Polynesia. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, there's obviously um, a large number of people in Guam that have diabetes. And of people that have diabetes, 59% of those also have gum disease. And, you know, the question is, is there a correlation uh, between gum disease and diabetes? The, the answer is yes, there is a correlation. And, you know, what is that? Why is it that people that have diabetes have more gum disease? Also, not just gum disease, but general oral health problems. The, um, one of the side effects or one of the causes um, created by diabetes is that there's high blood sugar. Mm -hmm. And if you've got high blood sugar, that means that sugar is circulating through your system. Now, most of us were raised knowing or believing that sugar causes cavities. You know. Yeah. Well, sugar does cause cavities, but not directly. Um, sugar is food, and bacteria live on food, and bacteria causes cavities. But we'll get to that a little bit later on. But... Um, the high blood sugar, because it concentrates the sugar in the blood, the, the fluids in your mouth also have a higher amount of sugar in it. And this um, creates problems with the gums, which is called periodontal disease. It also will increase the amount of tooth decay. And also, um, fungal infections also flourish in this type of an environment. Oh, wow. Sometimes... Um, just simply because of the diabetes, sometimes because of medication to treat diabetes or other things, um, xerostomia or dry mouth is also a factor that's created. This also contributes to um, not just having a dry mouth, but uh, decay and this kind of a domino effect there. Um, also, as most of us understand, there is impaired wound healing also. Uh, with diabetes, and this um, comes into play especially with uh, periodontal disease. Um, you know, we say gum disease or periodontal disease, I think it would help for us to understand exactly um, what gum disease is and maybe um, what causes it. Um, gum disease is basically an infection in the gums. You know, most of us, if we get an infection in a finger or a hand or a leg from, you know, scratching ourselves with a bougainvillea or cutting ourselves with a knife and it gets infected, we do everything we can to control that infection. Mm -hmm. um, we keep it clean. We keep it dry. We put antibiotics on it. You know, we do whatever we can to, 
to heal that wound. Inside the mouth, it's the only place in the entire body where you have hard tissue, your teeth, coming through soft tissue, your gums. And that interface, there's always an opening of sorts. And so because there's that space there, there's a place that's warm and wet and bacteria like it. Um, bacteria grow. The, um, now, bacteria is not all bad. There's good bacteria, there's bad bacteria, but there's certain bacteria that flourish more in a um, high sugar environment. So just to reiterate what you were saying, at the beginning you said that it's not sugar that causes cavities, but it's the bacteria that feeds off of the sugar. Yes. And then, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, yeah, that's right. That's oh, correct. Okay. Um, and, you know, the cavities are, are, let me back up and go over that um, mm -hmm. just a little bit. Cavities are created by acid. Okay, acid basically burns into the minerals of your outside of your tooth and they break down the mineral matrix there. And then um, that allow, it breaks it down and allows um, more bacteria to live in the roughness and, and stuff. And it breaks it down further into the point where the acid reaches to the inner part of the tooth and it softens the inner part of your tooth. The acid is created by when bacteria eat, certain bacteria will produce acid on the teeth. Not all bacteria, there's a, two or three types of bacteria that will produce acid. And if you have these bacteria in your mouth, if they've been introduced, then you're more susceptible to decay. Um, so the acid level goes up every time you eat if you have these bacteria in your mouth. And so if you eat snack a lot, you're exposing your teeth to a lot of acid. Mm -hmm. If you stretch your meals out, what actually happens is God made us so that our saliva helps neutralize that acid. And it actually will, minerals from your saliva will deposit into that altered tooth structure and start to remineralize it. So, so then the minerals do grow back after the acid has... Um, the minerals can grow back after the minerals have been neutralized, sorry, the acid has been neutralized. The minerals replenish the tooth surface and you get a fresh, hard surface. That's good. But it takes time for that to happen. The acid attack takes place in about five minutes. You start, the acid level goes up, and you start to have this acid attack on your teeth. The, um, the re replenishing of the surfaces takes hours to happen. And if you stop the replenishing process by taking a snack and introducing food to the bacteria again, it stops the repair process and Without the repair process, you get more damage, and the damage gets deeper and deeper, and eventually it tips the balance to where you get a cavity. Um, that's the dental decay part of it. As far as the uh, periodontal part of it, mm -hmm. the sugars that feed the um, bacteria that cause periodontal disease, um, let's see here. Um, By periodontal, you mean gum disease, gum disease, right? Yes, okay. gum disease, yeah. So I wanted to talk a little bit about gum disease. I was... I was kind of talking about that a little bit. Um, the structures around you, this is the only place where you have hard tissue coming through soft tissue in mm -hmm. your body. And there's that interface where bacteria live. Um, certain bacteria are more um, aggressive towards your gums. Some are more aggressive towards your teeth. Um, and some are completely neutral or beneficial. The um, bacteria that's, that's harmful to your gums, what happens is it feeds on the sugar as well. Mm -hmm. And... 
when that does that, it produces toxins, causes an infection in your gums. Now, we try to reduce the infection by reducing the number of bacteria. We do that with brushing and flossing and sometimes um, mouth rinses that are antibacterial. Um, some people use toothpicks or other um, devices to get in there, water picks to get food out. But the, um, what happens is if you don't remove that plaque, the, the germs, the plaque is, is made up of bacteria. If you don't remove that, the plaque has toxins that break down the, the wounds in your, in your gums or break down the support for your gums with creating a wound. I talked earlier about if you had a wound on your hand or your arm, you're going to do all that you can to um, keep it clean. And I mentioned keeping it dry, keeping it clean. Mm -hmm. um, and in the mouth, that's near impossible. You have a wet environment, ideal for, for your um, bacterial growth. You have a dark environment, which is ideal for certain bacteria. And between the teeth, between the gums and the teeth, there's a space called the periodontal pocket or sulcus that hides bacteria well. And once they sit there for a while, the same minerals that will deposit minerals into your same minerals in your saliva that will deposit into the cavity will also deposit into this plaque and cause a mineralization of this plaque called calculus or tartar. And that's it why forms it gets like a lime hard. scale. Okay. So, so that's that's why the plaque gets hard under your teeth. Yeah, and a lot of people will, will see it mostly on the backs of their front teeth, but it also happens between your teeth. It can happen anywhere around your teeth. And once you get this little ledge of like a lime scale called calculus calculus, it's going to harbor more bacteria. And uh, the more bacteria you get, the more colonization you get, the more toxins are created that break down the tissues. Just like a cut, it gets red, it bleeds easy, the tissue's fragile. Same thing happens in the gums. The, the gums around the teeth, the tissue becomes fragile, it bleeds easy, it turns red. It's inflammation. Inflammation is the same throughout your body. It's a response to an attack by um, a unwanted host or unwanted uh, invader. So not host, sorry about that. Um, and so the body reacts and it inf gets in becomes inflamed. The tissue breaks down. And as the tissue around your teeth break down, it breaks down the fibers that hold your gums to your teeth. When this happens, it gets a deeper pocket. More bacteria can live in there. And the lime scale type stuff, the tartar, can go deeper and deeper. Um, and it can create more of a problem. So once the fibers that hold your gums to your teeth break down, the next fibers that go are the ones that hold your bone to the teeth. And mm -hmm. so you without that stimulation of the bone by these ligaments that hold your bones to your teeth, the bone starts to atrophy. It goes away. And yeah. so you start losing bone. And so you know this process is a slow process, and it's usually fairly painless. Occasionally, you'll get a flare-up, you'll get an acute periodontal infection, and then that's when some people go to see their dentist, but not just the slow process that's going on. That's why it's important to see your dentist, especially if you're diabetic. Mm -hmm. Get things checked out when, there's, when they are early on in the disease process so that um, you can prevent it from, from going on. So I mentioned preventing it because... That's what you want to do. Prevention is going to be far better than treatment. If, um, if you can avoid treatment, you're better off. However, if you have the disease, then you need to treat it. Yeah. And, you know, treatment 
is, uh, there's many ways to, to do it, but the treatment usually starts with an examination and determining the extent of the disease. And once you find that out, you can decide how to treat it. Sometimes just a, uh, a deeper cleaning, getting the tissues numb so you don't feel it so much, cleaning off those, that rough lime scale tartar stuff, um, that's going to make it easier for the patient to clean. What we do in the office three, four times a year, twice a year to clean the teeth makes a big impact, but what you do every day is what's going to maintain that. So if you've had gum disease, if you've had periodontal disease and you've had it treated, you need to keep up with it with good brushing, good flossing at home. Now, um, the flossing technique, brushing technique, that's something we'll, we'll go over a little bit later because um, that is, and the day-to-day -day is very important in, in your treatment and uh, maintaining that. But, um, you know, along with the periodontal infection, um, well, you know, the, not only does diabetic affect your gums, but your gums also affect diabetes. Um, because of the infection in your gums, the bacterial load into your bloodstream is increased. Mm -hmm. Between your gums and your teeth, uh, this is the music for a pause? Yes, this okay. is the music. Well, we'll get back to that in a few minutes then. All right. If you're listening on Guam, you can call us at 671-472-1111. That's 671-472-1111. If you're calling from the CNMI, call us at 670-323-1113. That's 670-323-1113. Or you can send us a text or WhatsApp us at 671-686-9999. That's 671-686-9999. It's free from the CNMI. And if you're tuned in on Facebook, go ahead and leave a question in the comments below. We'll be right back after this break. You want to know the meaning of life. Ask some neighbors and they might say, Get off my lawn! Ask friends and they might get a faraway look in their eye and say, Um, want to get a latte? Ask the internet and get 791 million results. The meaning of life is not defined by an opinion, group discussion, or a poll result. The meaning of life is found in a book that God wrote, that holds his thoughts, that give life meaning. Joy FM, family-friendly radio. Thanks for listening to Total Health on Joy FM. We want to hear from you. Call in with your health-related questions at 472-1111. In Guam or in the CNMI, the number to call is 323-1113. Text or WhatsApp us at 686-9999. And now, back to the show. Hi, Hoffaday. My name is Rose Trina, and I am in the studio today with Dr. Wayne Ward. Hi, Doc. Hi. Hi. So <laughs> just a quick recap of um, what we were talking about in the first segment of today's program. Okay. Um, the first segment, we were t talking about the relationship of what does diabetes have effect on in the, in the mouth. And so we talked a little bit about how diabetes creates problems in the gums and the teeth. I'm going to talk a little bit now about how problems in the gums can affect um, your diabetes or other health problems. Okay. So um, with, when you have a periodontal infection, you've got a lot of bacteria that are living in your gums. And with that, there's a direct relationship between the amount of bacteria in your gums and the amount of bacteria, the same bacteria from your mouth mm -hmm. in your bloodstream. If you have a more severe 
um, periodontal disease, you have higher numbers of bacteria in your bloodstream from that infection. Because so of that interface between the hard and soft tissue, bacteria actually enters your bloodstream every time you eat, every time you brush your teeth, mm -hmm. um, when uh, through that interface. If you have healthier gums, you have less movement between there. But if you've got a high bacterial count in your gums, you're gonna have a high bacterial count in your bloodstream. So increased bacteria, increased uh, amount of um, bacteria in your bloodstream. And that causes um, you know, a host of effects of causing inflammation in, in your bloodstream. Um, diabetes and periodontal disease influence the clinical outcome for each other. Controlling both influences the improvement of each as well. Oh, wow. So if you've got gum disease and you've got diabetes, you control the diabetes, it helps the gums. You control the gums, it helps the diabetes. Mm -hmm. So, you know, getting treatment for your gums if they bleed is uh, important to do. You know, see your dentist. Um, we have five registered dental hygienists that are trained to do deep scaling at the Guam SDA clinic. So, you know, before you can get that, you need to have a diagnosis. So you need to see one of our three dentists there. So um, come on in, get your gums checked. If you see bleeding in your gums when you brush, or if you look at it and you see redness, you know, come and see us, and we'll be happy to get started on some treatment for you. Um, but back to, um, you know, what we were talking about, how diabetes, or how what's in your gums affects your diabetes. Mm -hmm. um, the bacterial, the amount of bacteria in your bloodstream has a direct effect of, on the inflammation in your bloodstream, which causes a lot of problems. It can cause problems with um, cardiovascular heart disease, high blood pressure, um, diabetes, uh, basic systemic infl inflammation. Um, hang on, I'm getting lost here for a second. That's okay. Uh, so you were saying like heart disease, diabetes. Atherosclerosis, hypertension, metabolic changes. It can change your whole gut flora. Mm -hmm. um, what happens is, you know, our bodies, um, this, this is kind of interesting. Our, our bodies are made up of about one trillion cells. Mm -hmm. Okay, those are your cells that make you who you are. Um, our bodies also are host to about 10 trillion bacteria. That's 10 times the number of cells that are bacteria in your That's body. That's a lot. <laughs> now, most of these bacteria are beneficial or at least neutral, and there's some that are not so helpful. So by um, cell numbers, we're about only 10% human. <laughs> but the, fortunately, these 10 trillion bacteria are smaller than our own cells. Mm -hmm. Now, if you were to go look at it genetically, um, there are about 100 times more bacterial genes than human genes within us. So genetically, we're only 1% human. But <laughs> the, the main point is there's a lot of bacteria, and the bacteria in your mouth, there are competing bacteria. Mm -hmm. And in, the, in diabetes, with the amount of um, increased blood sugars that are coming into your bloodstream and moving in through your saliva and your cellular fluid, the fluid that comes up around your teeth, mm -hmm. certain bacteria become... Um, more uh, flourish more in that environment. And the bacteria that flourish in that environment are the ones that cause the periodontal disease. So you've got bacteria that, are, that all of a sudden are flourishing, which means the beneficial ones are being diminished. They are outcompeted. Mm -hmm. And so that changes the bacterial flora. It changes the digestion of your food 
because digestion of your food starts in your mouth with yeah. um, what's what's in your mouth, and then Amylase. so it can change the whole digestive system as well. Um, the you know the, the relationship was actually first noticed in 1928 between gum disease and diabetes. And later on, 1955, somebody says, oh, it's the same disease, it's not a different disease, so don't worry about it. But more recently, it's come to the knowledge of the general medical population, dental population, that they are related, and if you control one, it helps the other. Um, but, you know, with uncontrolled diabetes, it reduces your defense to infection. It, you know, people know that. If you're diabetic, you've got to watch out for infection. Um, it also... Um, decreases your, your host response, how your body responds to infection. And the cells that actually eat up bacteria, the bad bacteria, don't work as well. Um, so it makes you more susceptible to infection. Um, you know, the, the in, in your body, you've got little cells that uh, eat up the bone in your, it's part of your, well, um, the process of growing, the process of keeping your body, your body is always changing. Mm -hmm. um, your bone is always being eaten up by little cells and other little cells come in behind it and fill it in. Yeah. And so five years from now, you won't have any of the, the bone cells that you had now. They'll mm -hmm. have all changed over. But that, those bloods, those little cells that create the blood, uh, the, the bone and that, uh, that, uh, create the bone they, they're impaired by the by the increased bacterial load the inflammation um, uncontrolled diabetes makes it so those don't um, repair bone as fast and so if you've got dumb gum disease and your bone is being deteriorated it's not being replaced you start to get more and more bone loss and so the teeth become uh, less supported and they become weaker mm -hmm. um, also um, collagen which is kind of like the the uh, glass fibers and fiberglass, the, the stuff that keeps your body together, more or less, uh, gives it substance. That's also altered in how it reacts in the presence of these bacteria creating inflammation in your body. So, you know, all these things are created in a diabetic environment. And so if we can control that with um, good oral hygiene and getting your teeth cleaned and cleaned well, that's going to make a difference. Um, there's been lots of studies that show that periodontal treatment has, an, has a positive effect on diabetes. And the periodontal treatment, we talked about getting underneath your gums, cleaning that off, cleaning off those hard surfaces, brushing well, flossing well. The question is, you know, what does brushing well mean? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, most of us learned to brush our teeth when we were three, four, or five years old. Yeah. And some people still brush their teeth the same way they did as a three or four or five year old. Now, most of what we do in life, the way we write, the way we draw, the way we interact with others, that changes over time. But most of us, when we brush our teeth, we haven't advanced much further than we did as a child, unfortunately. Um, so when we brush our teeth, there's certain things we need to think about. What is it we're doing? And, and a lot of times we let muscle memory do the work and we think about the jobs that are coming in the day. We think about um, what so-and-so said to me yesterday, how that, you know, what did they mean by that or whatever. You know, we, our minds wander. We don't, it's a brain break and we don't think about what we're doing. Muscle memory does the work. And when we're done, our mouth tastes fresh. We're good to go. Mm -hmm. Well, 
I'm going to encourage you to think about what you're doing when you brush your teeth. If you were to paint a room the way you, most of us brush our teeth, it wouldn't look so good when you were done. Yeah. You want to make sure that you're brushing where you need to go. So when you're brushing your teeth, brush your teeth starting in a methodic way. Brush like you're brushing one tooth at a time with the toothbrush angled down into the toothbrush and into the gums. The bacteria lives along the gum line. You want to get that area clean. So just s simply thinking about what you're doing, making sure you don't miss places, and use short little strokes to work those bristles between the teeth. If you're painting a room and you're in the corner, you use short little strokes, wiggle the brush in the corner. You don't use long strokes or you're not going to get the corner clean. Same thing with the toothbrush. Little tiny strokes will work those bristles between the, t the teeth. Use a soft toothbrush. Medium or hard toothbrushes put a lot of pressure on the outside of the tooth in order to reach between the teeth, and it can cause abrasion on the, or kind of rub off the surface of the teeth. So you want to be able to reach between the teeth. Use a soft toothbrush with moderate pressure, not heavy pressure, or you ruin your toothbrush, mm -hmm. and work those bristles between the teeth. Start on one side, work your way along one tooth at a time, do the outside, and then do the inside, but have a method. When you change directions of your toothbrush, make sure you go back to the tooth that you were just on so you don't skip teeth in the process. If you're thinking about what you're doing, it's easy enough to do. It just takes a little bit of time. You're going to brush better than if you're not thinking about it and just letting your mind wander while your muscle memory does the work. So that in itself, for most people, is going to improve their dental health. Now, a lot of times people start doing that and they'll see a lot of blood in their mouth. Mm -hmm. If you're seeing blood when you do this, that's because you've got some, some inflammation. You've got some gingivitis or some periodontitis. That doesn't mean don't do it anymore. That means that's an area that needs more brushing. And after five to ten days, that brushing, will, that bleeding will usually stop when you brush. But it okay. takes time to heal. Now, if you've got an underlying periodontal condition, that may not go away as quickly. You may have to get the treatment done where you have those hard deposits removed to get the bacterial colonies out of there get the um, the rough surface off so it can be cleaned better. But good brushing, thinking about what you're doing when you're brushing, will make a huge improvement. Now, flossing will get where the toothbrush can't. Mm -hmm. And when you're flossing your teeth, a couple things to remember is you don't want to traumatize your gums. Mm -hmm. It's simple um, when you think about it that um, if you're going to bring a piece of tight string into your gums, it's going to hurt it especially if your gums are already hurting a little bit. Yeah. So the idea is to only use that tight string to get through the contact. The closer your fingers are together, the tighter that string, and you don't have slack. A lot of times people have their fingers several inches apart, and when they go between those contacts, it snaps into their gums and it cuts their gums. Mm -hmm. So we recommend having your fingers close together, wrapping the floss around one tooth at a time, going up and down, not in and out, up and down to scrub that surface of the tooth. So those two things together, good brushing, good flossing, is gonna reduce the population of bacteria that's in your mouth. Reducing the population reduces the amount of byproducts that create acid or inflammation in your gums. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Dr. Ward. When we come back, uh, we'll be talking some more about the should I say the proper way to clean your gums and teeth? Well, yeah, we'll, um, yeah, we'll talk more about that. Okay. All right. If you have any questions, you can call us on Guam at 671-472-1111. That's 671-472-1111 from Guam. 
If you're calling in the CNMI, call us at 670-323-1113. That's 670-323-1113. Or you can send us a text or WhatsApp us at 671-686-9999. That's 671-686-9999. And it's free from the CNMI. Um, or if you're tuned in on Facebook, go ahead and leave a question or comment in the comment section below the video. We'll see you right after this break. In the classic Wizard of Oz, young Dorothy is removed from her Kansas farm and taken to a magical land of Oz. She is told about a wizard who can help get her home. In Oz, there are three individuals who have disciples, people who follow them. The first is the Wicked Witch, whose followers respond in fear. The second is Oz, who leads through deception. His followers wrongly assume he knows what he's doing. The third, Dorothy. A scarecrow, tin man, and lion follow her. She offers hope. She is not deceptive, and she does not try to lead with fear. Those who follow Christ are called disciples. We follow Him in hope. He doesn't work to scare us or deceive us. However, unlike Dorothy, Jesus leads with a promise of a future and an ability to carry our burdens today. He leads in love, hope, faith, forgiveness, grace, and mercy. He leads. Will we follow? From Joy FM, family-friendly radio. JoyFMRadio.net Welcome back. You're listening to Total Health on Joy FM. Call in with your health-related questions to 472-1111 in Guam. If you live in the CNMI, we want to hear from you too. Call 323-1113 or text or WhatsApp us at 686-9999. And now, here's more Total Health. Hi, Hoffaday. Welcome back to Total Health. My name is Rose Trina, and today we have Dr. Wayne Ward in the studio with us today, and we're talking about diabetes and its relation to dental health, or dental health and its relation to diabetes, how easy and important prevention is, and then we're also talking about um, the proper way to clean your teeth and gums, if I'm correct. Yeah. Okay. We've been going over that so far, yes. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Before we start, um, we actually have a question. Come, We had a question come in. Yeah, Dr. Ward, uh, thank you so much for sharing this information. It is very, very helpful. Um, I'm directly here from the studio. Um, I have one question related to the betel nut and the diabetes. We know that betel nut chewing is directly related to the gum disease and periodontitis, but there are some controversial studies that they show that actually it's good for diabetes and others that are saying that it increases the insulin resistance. What is your observation about that? I really um, don't think I'm qualified to answer that question. Um, I haven't, I'm not aware of any um, benefits of chewing betel nut um, helping, yeah, helping, um, helping with gum disease. The only relationship that I've seen with betel nut and gum disease personally is, you know, there is an increase in salivary flow when you chew betel nut. And so that will um, possibly create a, a, a more basic environment as opposed to acidic environment. However, I also see that there are side effects to that. Um, you know, the side effects of chewing betel nut is heavy wear on the teeth. Mm -hmm. And I've seen them wear through the enamel into the nerve of the teeth. 
Um, the staining that you get is very similar in effect to, to the gums as the calculus. Um, it does, and the fibers get worked into the gums and create inflammation. I've seen a lot of inflammation in the gums. Um, I have not seen any benefit of chewing betel nut. Also, the risk of oral cancer from betel nut is real. I have had several patients that have had oral cancer um, from betel nut, and with or without the, the leaf, with or without the lime, it's a betel nut itself. Studies have been done in Thailand, in, in Micronesia. I know Dr. Gatewood has been very active in that. Dr. Oakley was active in um, the studies of betel nut effect on the, the, the mouth, and the cancer it should be enough of a deterrent to um, not chew betel nut when good oral hygiene is a better solution than mm -hmm. chewing betel nut. Um, there's too many bad side effects to chewing the betel nut to see it as an asset for your gums. Mm -hmm. um, the, the risks far outweigh the benefit. So it would not be something I would recommend for anybody. Um, you know, the, back, Dr. Oakley was a periodontist, that was a gum specialist that was working at our clinic Oh, about uh, 13, 14 years ago, he left island. And he was doing some studies, and he would go between Saipan and Guam. And um, they found out, in Saipan, they made it mandatory that if she had somebody with oral cancer, that they would have to report to a central location. And so they actually got an island-wide idea of how much oral cancer was happening because of betel nut. And it, it basically blew their minds how much there was out there, you know, because one practitioner may not see that many cases, but you put them all together and, you know, it was pretty dramatic. I remember back in the 90s, we had a lecture, um, you know, back in the 90s, HIV was a big concern. Everybody was really afraid of HIV. There wasn't treatment for it. People died from HIV. At the same time, people were chewing betel nut and more people were dying. About five times more people were dying in the 1990s from betel nut than they were HIV. Oh, and that's But sad. you didn't hear the same um, oral cancer from betel nut or laryngeal cancer. Um, you know, so it's, it's a real drawback to using that as a, as a therapy for periodontal disease. I don't see it as being a viable solution. Um, as far as its relationship to diabetes, um, I don't, I'm, have no knowledge on that as okay. far as beetle nut goes. So <laughs> can't help you with that part. <laughs> but um, generally speaking, the, um, there's, no, there's no advantage to um, beetle nut. And, you know, it reminds me, this is something totally off the topic of dentistry. But, you know, this is something you hear a lot is that wine is good for the heart, mm -hmm. you know. And there were some, some studies that showed that there was a benefit to um, the heart from wine. More recent studies have shown that the drop, the side effects of wine, as far as increased cancer, increased other diseases, far outweighs the benefit. And but you still hear, you know, the old studies that said, hey, you know, you drink some wine; it's good for your heart. Well, it also increases your uh, more, more the uh, amount of disease, the amount of people dying because of that. So, the side effects far outweigh the benefit um, of in betel nut, um, you know, just like in the wine thing. It's, it's, there's no reason to do it for that benefit. Okay. So, 
I hope that answered the question of whoever um, called that question in. <laughs> yeah, thank you for your question. Um, and also, Doc, thank you for your answer. We do have one more question. I think oh. we have some time. Yeah, we have some time before we go to the next break. Um, coming in from Facebook, do you floss before or after you brush your teeth? Well, most important is that you do floss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, before or after your teeth. Some say that um, you know you loosen the floss before you brush, and that way it's removed from your mouth. Um, some people s- prefer to floss afterwards to get what the toothbrush doesn't. Um, you know, when I floss, I'm usually flossing after I brush my teeth. Just that's my routine. The main thing is that you don't neglect the care of your gums. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, brushing will get most of the plaque off. Where most of the problems with periodontal disease we f- that we find is between the teeth. And that's where flossing reaches best. The toothbrush can't get through that contact. A dental floss wrapped around one surface of the tooth in a C-shape will scrub that surface much better than um, a toothbrush can reach. So you know, get that floss in there. Before or after, what's most important is that you're doing it. <laughs> and um, I think that the, I could be wrong, but uh, I think that... As long as your flossing is going to be benefit, whether it's before or after, I don't think that the the difference in the benefit is going to be that much over not flossing at all. It's going to be, both of them are going to be a big benefit. Thank you, Doc. There's differences of opinion. Um, mm-hmm. There's also differences of opinion on whether you should brush your teeth right after a meal or if you should wait, um, you know, 30 minutes or so. Um, one of the main things is that you're removing the plaque that causes if you remove the population of bacteria you're going to remove the um, causative agents of gum disease and also the dental decay Um, some people are afraid that if you brush too soon that acid attack on your teeth it softens the teeth and you're going to be removing too much of the tooth structure Mm -hmm. Um, others have stated that the fluoride from the toothpaste actually penetrates the softened um, enamel that's been softened by the acid better. And what what fluoride does is that fluoride will mineralize the tooth and make it more acid resistant, and that's the benefit of fluoride. Mm-hmm. Because I talked earlier about how acid burns into the teeth. And what fluoride does is it makes it so that the acid doesn't burn as quickly into the teeth. It slows down that process. So that's the benefit of having a fluoride in your toothpaste. And the effect is mostly topical. So, you know, you don't want to necessarily... Um, it's it's the surface contact of the fluoride absorbed into your teeth that's most beneficial. Now, when teeth are developing, we give we give fluoride tablets or fluoride rent, uh, drops for children, and that's because the tooth is forming and having that fluoride into that forming tooth is beneficial. I've heard of people before. Um, what was it? I think one person told me that as a child, his mom used to to rub his gums with fluoride. So before he started teething, mm-hmm. and then he says that's why he still has all his teeth now, and he's he's much older. He's a senior citizen. Okay. Well, um, starting oral hygiene early is important. Whether um, it was fluoride or not fluoride, um, that, I mean, it may have been fluoride toothpaste. Mm-hmm. And that's probably what she was rubbing on there. And the Pediatric Association of Dentists in the U.S., I don't know what their acronym is, but anyway, 
their recommendation is that um, with when the babies start to teeth, that you brush their teeth with a fluoride toothpaste using about the size of a grain of rice on the brush or on the terry cloth, whatever you're rubbing their teeth with. Yeah, that's pretty small. It's just because that's a small enough amount of a children's toothpaste about the size of a grain of rice that that's not going to cause a problem if they swallow some of it. But the benefit is going to be beneficial. They find that most kids when they start daycare, not most kids, let me back up. There's a lot of kids that when they start daycare, they already have cavities. And if we can prevent that by getting fluoride into their um, routine, then, you know, that's going to be beneficial. Because, once again, you know, prevention is better than treatment. Mm -hmm. If you can prevent it, you're going to be better off. So, you know, having that um, fluoride is going to help. You know, in, in reality, if you look at the whole cause of tooth decay, um, you don't need fluoride if you are 100% perfect with your cleaning. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, if you don't have the bacteria on your teeth, you don't have the, the cascade of events that happen. But none of us are that thorough um, with our, consistently with our brushing. And so, you know, um, fluoride is a benefit. It kind of helps where, we're, where we lack in our ability. Um, I hear music again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, there's the music indicating our next break. If you're on Guam, go ahead and give us a call at 671-472-1111. That's 671-472-1111. If you're calling from the CNMI, that's 670-323-1113, 670-323-1113. And you can always text or WhatsApp us at 671-686-9999. That's 671 686 9999 and it's free from the CNMI. If you're tuned in on Facebook, go ahead and leave your question or comment in the comment section below the video. We'll be right back after this. Um, This will be our last segment. When I was a kid, the thing I wanted to be most was the one with the cool orange belt, the crossing guard, the one who held back traffic as the other kids crossed the street. What power! It starts early. That desire to be in control begins when we're kids, and it never really stops. However, you don't get to be a crossing guard unless someone gives you that authority. Now, today, when all of life seems like one out-of-control thing or another, remember, God has given you the authority to handle it. The Bible says that He has given authority to His disciples, to His children. You can say, in the name of my Father, God, I have authority to overcome this thing that's bugging me. You have the crossing guard orange belt, and even more, the crossing guard yellow vest, and the crossing guard red stop sign, and the crossing guard shiny silver whistle. God said with Him you can move mountains, so stop worrying about trying to stop traffic. With Him you can do it. Encouragement from Joy FM. Family Friendly Radio, joyfmradio.net. And we're back with more Total Health. Give us a call with your medical questions. Number to call in Guam is 472-1111. If you're in the scene of mind, the number to call is 323-1113. Or you can text or WhatsApp us at 686-9999. Now back to the program. Hi, half a day. My name is Rose Trina, and I'm here in the studio today with Dr. Wayne Ward, a dentist at the Guam Seventh-day Adventist Clinic. Welcome. Thank you again. Thank you. So... 
Um, you know, we've talked a bit about uh, keeping our teeth clean and the benefits of that as far as our health goes with diabetes. Um, we touched briefly on some area, other areas of health, but, um, you know, I want to, to kind of go back to the diabetes thing for just a minute. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they have shown that, um, you know, we talked about how uh, diabetes affects gums and, and it's having sick gums affects your diabetes. Treatment of the, of the gums has um, been shown to have positive effect in the diabetes. I, I talked about how, um, you know, you control one, the other benefits as well. Mm-hmm. But um, it's been shown that periodontal treatment um, effect on diabetes, along with um, possibly some bacteria, antibacterial rinses and such, um, if you remove the passage, pathogens in your mouth, it reduces the inflammation. Reduce the inflammation, it reduces the insulin resistance. One of the causes of diabetes is the insulin is um, not not there or it's not processed correctly. And so you reduce the insulin resistance, it leads to lower sugar levels. Lower sugar levels, um, well, also, let's go back up, also reduced inflammation also reduces the adrenaline, which helps regulate the anti-insulin um, reaction and then that also reduces the sugar levels. Mm-hmm. So, you know, then by doing this, you reduce the dosages of insulin and the hypoglycemic materials. Kaiser Permanente, an insurance company in the States, they, they did a study some time back, and they showed that by giving periodontal treatment, they could reduce the cost of the drugs for patients that were diabetic significantly. I can't remember the exact number, but it seems like it was in the thousands of dollars a year by simply getting a, a, their teeth cleaned, um, treating the periodontal disease, they were able to reduce the cost of drugs by hundreds, if not thousands of dollars. That is so interesting. This is my first time hearing about that. Well, insurance companies are a business. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to um, pay out the least amount possible. So if they can find ways to reduce their costs, then they make more money. And, I mean, we need insurance companies. That's where most of the, the uh, money for our practices come from, um, directly or indirectly. But um, we kind of vilify them sometimes, but they do research on these things, and it's good to see that they recognize the value monetarily of having your teeth cleaned. Um, you know, that's one thing. Having it save you money is good, but having it save your life is even better. Mm-hmm. Now, I had a patient some time back. This isn't necessarily about it, diabetes, but I had a patient some time back. He just felt lethargic all the time, and he had an infection on his tooth. And we removed that tooth, and you know, his, he, he told me when he, I saw him a few days later for another treatment, he's like, you know, for the first time in years, I got up the next morning, and I felt like getting up. And I took the dog for a walk. It's something I hadn't done for a long time. Just because one tooth that was infected was feeding the, the whole circulatory system with bacteria, increasing inflammation. Incre- you know, I mean, we get fevers from infections. We get all sorts of things. I, I've seen patients just um, in so much pain because of an, because of an infection. Yeah. Um, I've also seen patients that, you know, when they get treated, um, you know, I'm thinking right now of, of a patient of mine um, we actually had to remove close to 20, I think it was 23 teeth 
at one time because her gum disease was so bad. How many teeth do we have in the body? Generally, um, 32 is the, nor- the usual number. Some people don't have the wisdom teeth. They never come in, so you're looking at 28. Um, some, but that's, that's the average, you know, 28 to 32. So, so she had somewhere between five and nine Her gum disease was so bad. She was diabetic. She had other health issues. And, um, you know, we kept on trying to get her to come and have her teeth cleaned, and she just couldn't do it financially mm-hmm. um, and, or whatever the reason was. She didn't come in. Finally, she, she, we were able to work something out where we could, we could take her teeth out, make a denture for her. And I, I, it took me like 15 minutes to take out all 23 of these teeth because it was, they were so loose. Um, there was a lot of bleeding afterwards. It took me longer to control the bleeding and such. But um, six months later, when she came in, um, she didn't know she was supposed to fall. Uh, she misunderstood. English wasn't her, her first language. But um, So um, she didn't come in for follow-up, and I wondered what happened to her. And she came in six months later, and she was a different person. She yeah. looked healthier. That's good. She lost weight. She had a beautiful smile. You know, before she didn't smile. Um, you know, she, she, her health was improved because if you think of it, about it, you, your teeth, if you go from one side to the other, you know, that's five inches, six inches maybe. If you had a cut six inches long on your arm and it got infected, it's going to make you feel sick. Mm-hmm. Same thing's happening in your gums. If you've got gum disease, it's going to have an effect on your body. Yeah. Also add into that that you've got area around the tooth that adds to that five inches because it's a circular thing. It's not a linear thing. And so, and then also it's got a depth. Sometimes these periodontal pockets are nine, 10 millimeters deep, you know, so it's a big infection. So it's this way and this way. It's, yeah, in, in three dimensions, in, out, deep, you know, every direction. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I didn't, I, I saw her just last month again and she looked great. She, she was, she's controlling her diabetes. Um, she's lost a lot of weight. Um, she looks like a different person, and she's happy and she's healthy. And it was just a real blessing to see, you know, her, the changes that had happened in her. And uh, you know, that's 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 what we want to see. We want to see people smile. We want to see people healthy. And uh, you know, if we can do what we can to do that by getting rid of infection, in her case. No, it meant extractions, but it doesn't mean that for everybody. And we can control that disease with, um, you know, good cleaning, scaling, root planing, surgery if necessary. Um, but it is preventable and it is treatable. And so it doesn't have to be that way. That's good news. I'm so glad. Um, you were talking about like oral surgery. Um, so just along that along that line, for people who do get oral surgery, say they have diabetes, mm-hmm. um, are they more likely to like have infections after the surgery, or mm-hmm. ha- what does it look like for them afterwards? Well, if you have uncontrolled diabetes, there is a um, kind of a chain reaction of events. And so, yes, there's going to be delayed wound healing. They are more susceptible to infection because their defense to infection is reduced. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, their host response, their their white blood cells are not able to encapsulate these invading bacteria as well. People with diabetes, wound healing is, is slower, but it, it will heal. It just uh, needs, may need to be monitored more carefully, but uh, it does delay the healing. 
mm-hmm. they are more prone to infection, and so you know we need to watch it more carefully. But uh, at the same time, like I mentioned before, you get rid of that infection, things are going to improve. And if you, you know, one, you're talking about oral surgery, you want one or two teeth, that's not going to be as big of a benefit as having all of, all of the infection around your gums taken care of. Thank you. That's, that's really good to know that people, um, you know, even though there might be surgery involved, maybe, mm-hmm. um, that there is a plan for them to get better after that. Yeah, it's... it's Periodontal disease is treatable, completely treatable. Um, You know, sometimes it requires more monitoring and more hard work for long term. Um, Sometimes patients get on top of it and maintain it well. And, you know, it requires diligence. You know, a lot of people just want to take a pill for something and, and solve the problem that way. Um, they're they're working on ways to treat these things with medication, but the reality is there is, um, ways to keep it clean, get it treated, and maintain it that don't require any um, millions of dollars in studies and FDA approval. It's it's simple uh, solutions that can be done right now um, at your dentist and at home. That's good to know. Thank you, Doc. Um, We will go into our next segment called His Healing Word. And now for today's healing word from the Bible. Today's memory verse is found in Romans chapter 13, verse 1. And it says, Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. That's found in Romans chapter 13, verse 1. If you want to find your verse of the day, you can find it at BibleGateway.com. That's BibleGateway. We only have a few seconds left of today's show, but in the last few seconds, Doc, what would you like to tell people? I'd like to tell people that, you know, knowing um, education is a key to improved oral health. If we can give you the tools to maintain your teeth and to um, care for them right, it means a lifetime of smiles. So get your teeth checked, get uh, Get the treatment that's needed and uh, leave smiling. Thank you, Doc. Thank you so much for coming in today. Um, You can tune in next week for more Total Health Live. Be sure to check with your doctors before making any sudden life changes discussed today. Total Health is brought to you in partnership with Guam Seven-Day Adventist Clinic, where health is their mission. We look forward to seeing you next Wednesday. Thank you and Sejuus Masi for listening to Total Health right here on Joy FM.